G'day, you mob, and welcome back to the Pouch series that I am doing with my friends Greg and Jake from the podcast called The Pouch, all about Australian politics. In the next part of this series, we're going to be answering your questions related to Australian politics. So, guys, it's an advanced English series here where we are talking naturally, but it is a little bit difficult at times as there are three of us all having a bit of a laugh having a spontaneous conversation, and we talk over the top of each other, so don't get too stressed out. If you don't hear or understand every single word that we say, the whole point is to be a fly on the wall and practice your listening comprehension when multiple native speakers are having a spontaneous conversation, and at the same time, you're going to be learning about Australia and Australian politics. So, guys, without any further ado, tap the karawong and let's get into it. Sarah wants to know what's happened to ScoMo's popularity after the bushfires and COVID. I, th- I think you've sort of touched on that. But do you want to maybe mention how he's yeah. dealt with the COVID situation uh, and why uh, Australia's done so well? That's Sir ScoMo. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jake, you go. He's so popular now. He's like, I mean, he could, work, he could walk out onto Fifth Avenue and kill someone right now. And um, people would still vote him. No, that's a quote from Trump. Um, no, essentially, um, he suffered a great deal uh, during the uh, the bushfire uh, crisis because there was this perception, whether it was true or not, and whether you actually need a prime minister to, uh, you know, address fires in the states after we've just discussed, you know, the premise of uh, states' rights versus uh, federal uh, powers. Um you know, he suffered a great deal because there was this perception of there is a, a national crisis, you know. Constitutionally, it was happening across, uh, you know, more than one state. Therefore, the federal government had the ability constitutionally to act. Um, you know, traditionally, uh, the federal government doesn't act unless they're asked um, by states to act. But equally, <laughs> um, because this was a, a situation where, you know, essentially people you know, across the country were being affected um, so detrimentally, so incredibly, uh, so powerfully, um, there was probably a role for the uh, federal government, for the prime minister or for the relevant minister, for example, to stand up and uh, provide some level of leadership around, you know, what are we going to do to help people recover? What are we going to do to ensure that fire uh, stations have the resources that they need? Um, There were, for example, there were fire crews that had been, um, uh, you know, out fighting fires for over 140 days towards the end of that, uh, that season. Mm. And, um, you know, as a consequence, like the, the toll that that takes, not just on the body, emotionally, physically, uh, you know, uh, mentally. Um, and they were having to take time off work, volunteer yes. to be firefighters, not get paid, potentially exactly. lose their jobs and have a Prime Minister Skirmo who said, you know, well, they love it, they're volunteers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And therefore, we don't, we don't want to pay them. But ultimately... Um, uh, you know, he, he didn't, he and uh, a number of his, uh, his colleagues um, in his political party uh, did not, I would say, appropriately address the crisis at hand uh, in, in a way that was favourable to them as parliamentarians or as, you know, public individuals. Um, I would say that towards the end of that bushfire crisis, they were, they were kicking goals. You know, they were um, 
They were appropriately setting up programs to ensure that infrastructure was able to be recovered and, and they were funding things appropriately. They were ensuring that, for, you know, again, as I, as I set up in the premise, that fire stations were ready to uh, respond to the next crisis. Um, you know, there are some reports uh, that the money hasn't necessarily hit the grounds. And, and uh, to be frank, I haven't investigated those at the moment or I haven't seen too much uh, to substantiate that, but I have heard that as a rumour. Um, but, but ultimately, I think the, the way that the federal government, the way that our Prime Minister has uh, addressed the uh, COVID situation um, is exactly what you would want out of a leader. You know, he very quickly, uh, you know, took the the information on from the World Health Organization um, that this was serious and that it needed to be addressed. He very quickly uh, named it as a as a pandemic, actually before the WHO did, and uh, as a consequence, shut the borders to international travellers to prevent, uh, you know, further cases of COVID from from coming into the country. That was um, that was funny because at that time I was like, "Whoa, shut the borders to yeah. China!" Like Jesus, that yeah. seems yeah. a bit full. On and then you know a week later you're like Whoa, I'm glad he did that. that. Wasn't a, yeah. it was yeah, appropriate. Right. I mean, ultimately you, you, you're right, and, and I had probably the same instinctual reaction, um, and I think a, a lot of people did, frankly. Um, but ultimately, that that was where um, you know, depending on whether you read actual news sources or fake ones, um, <laughs> that was where the the virus originated. And um, as a consequence, it was probably wholly appropriate to um, prevent or restrict uh, uh, travel from, from regions associated with the, the virus. Um, but to, to your question or to Sarah's question, uh, his popularity has, uh, as you would expect in this type of appropriately managed crisis, has skyrocketed. Yeah, far yeah. out. If the election were held today, well. mate, it'd be ScoMo forever. All right, guys, thank you once again so much for joining me in today's episode. I hope you got a little bit out of this episode and learned a little bit more about Australia, the Australian political environment, everything like that. And don't forget to go and check out The Pouch, the podcast, where you will be able to listen to episodes released every single week from Jake Farwarton and Greg Savage. These guys are both Australian and they're very knowledgeable when it comes to all things Australia, but particularly uh, politics. So, go and check out the podcast, guys. And until next time, I wish you all the best. Bye.